You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. Come on, you got to get excited. Pass down the baton. About that. No pressure, no pressure. Amen. Well, first and foremost, I am thankful to have this opportunity to minister the word tonight. Um, what I do believe um, I have for us tonight is completely God ordained, completely a revelation of Christ. And uh, honestly, this was something that um, I was able to experience God. Um, in creating this message in a way that I probably haven't before. Because uh, how many of you know when, uh, it's one thing when you uh, start quoting out different scriptures and different points of the Bible during a message, but when you can really get into a passage and keep digging in and get deeper and deeper into it, how many know that's when real revelation starts coming in? And so I encourage you guys as you um, study the Bible, just study portions of it. Get the context behind not only just one, uh, not, don't just read one scripture rather, uh, but get the context behind the scripture. Read the verses before, the verses afterwards. Get the whole understanding of what you're reading and God will minister to you in surprising ways. God will bring fresh revelation every time you seek him in the word. Um, so I give thanks to my, my pastor and my dad uh, for giving me this opportunity to minister the word. Um, I gotta thank my wife, Desiree, uh, just for the encouragement, the prayer, in creating this. Um, I'm tremendously blessed to have a woman of God as my wife that uh, intercedes for me, that believes in me, um, even as the enemy tried to mess with me, uh, getting into this message. Um, I mean, you know that the enemy doesn't prevail. And so I know that God has the victory because I'm up here ministering the word right now. So let's go ahead and come to the Lord in prayer right now just for this message tonight. So Father God, we come to you tonight, Father God. We thank you, Father God, for the gathering, Father God. Father, we're here, Father God, not with our own agendas, Father God. We're not here, Father God, with presenting our own needs to you, Father God. But, Father, we're here to have an encounter with you, Lord. We're here, Father God, to seek you, Father God, to, to encounter your ways that we haven't before, Father God. We ask we ask for your move tonight, Father God. I ask for you covering upon my, my voice, Father God, the words that I speak, Father God. Let them hear the voice behind the voice, and that's your voice, Father God. I ask, Father, that you move, Father God. You have your way in service. You have your way in this message, Father God. You have your time in altar call, Father God. We ask, Father God, that you move, Father God, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So let's go ahead and get into our text for tonight. Uh, it's going to seem old school, but it's surprisingly going to bring some interesting revelation. We're going to be in the book of Exodus, chapter 20. This is a, a familiar portion of Scripture. Um, this, of course, is when the Israelites are introduced to the Ten Commandments. Um, Moses had just gone up to meet with the Lord on Mount Sinai, and from there he was coming down, and the Lord was presenting Moses and the Israelites with the Ten Commandments. Um, I'm not going to read all these commandments. Hopefully these are embedded in your heart from being young Sunday school. 
uh, maybe from a televangelist and whatnot. So hopefully you have these down, otherwise uh, we're going to have to have some conversations later. But I want to start with uh, verse 18. So Exodus chapter 20, verse 18, I'm reading out the New Living Translation. And if you go down to verse 18, it says, When the people heard the thunder and the loud blast of the ram's horn, and when they saw the flashes of lightning and the smoke billowing from the mountain, they stood at a distance trembling with fear. And they said to Moses, you speak to us and we will listen, but don't let God directly speak to us or we will die. Don't be afraid, Moses answered them, for God has come in this way to test you and so that your fear of him will keep you from sinning. As the people stood in the distance, Moses approached the dark cloud where God was. Now, before we get into and dive into this, I have something to kind of preface this, a little antidote, so to speak, of in my life. Um, how many of you guys like to go grab something to eat after service on Sundays? You know, it's Sundays, easy day, no one wants to cook, you know, you just leave all that, it's the weekend. And so, um, like many of you, me and Desiree will do the exact same thing after service, you know, we're trying to go find, figure out something to eat. And so, um, we're driving around trying to figure out things to eat, and uh, oftentimes it kind of goes back and forth, and it's like, you know, how about this? Like, nah, it's going to take too long, or... Nah, we had that uh, the other day or last week, or I'm not in the mood for that. And so um, it comes to a point sometimes where I'll have to pull over at that point because I don't want to keep driving around aimlessly. I don't want to continue to keep burning gas. I'm just like, let's, let's park right now. Let's figure out where we're going to go because we both don't know exactly what we want. We're, we're both kind of at an impasse here. Uh, husbands, I'm sure you guys can relate here. Never ask a woman what she wants to eat. That can go a multitude of different ways. If you're a woman that's a quick decider, then God bless you. Wives, learn from them. Make it easy on your husbands. But ultimately, though, if I don't do that, though, in those instances, though, then I'm just going to continue driving around in circles. We're going to get frustrated at each other. There's going to be a fight for no good reason. And then we're just going to settle for something that we probably don't even want in the first place. But ultimately, um, parking somewhere and talking and figuring out what we really want helps. You know, and even sometimes we end up going back in the same direction, you know, like maybe even all the way back from where we were. Ultimately, my thought process is that I want something for me and my wife to enjoy. And I'll go all the way back because I love my wife. And I want, what's, you know, for us to have a good meal, something that we can feel content with, something that we can enjoy. And so, with this, our relationship with God is very similar to this. Uh, we must con consciously take heed of God's direction in our lives. You see, there's many times we need to pull over in life, and we need to get some direction of where we're going. But some of us don't really like to do that. You know, some of us will tell God the exact same things me and Desiree and many of you probably tell each other as well. We tell God, no, God... I don't want to do that. I don't want that. I'm not in the mood for that. No, God, you know, I don't want to serve there. That's going to take too long. It's going to take too long to get to where I want to go. I don't want to keep praying. I want action. Praying is going to take too long. So, or some of us, you know, we're like the dads. I mean, if you drove with dad in a car and, you know, you have a bunch of kids in the car and dad's just saying, you know what? I'm going to go one place. We're not going three different places. You're going to pick something from where I get and that's it at. And so some of us can even come to God like that. 
you know, God, God, I'm already doing good right here. I'm going to keep going because that's, that's where I want to do. I'm not going to continue doing this or that or that. I'm going to keep going the way that I want because that's what I want to do. And so the thing is, if we don't allow ourselves a moment to be still, then we can completely miss where God wants us to go. You see, allowing ourselves to be still and listen allows for redirection. And so that is the title of my message tonight, Redirect. It's very simple, to the point. And so hearing the voice of God is not always easy. You know, we have so many distractions, so many different things calling out to us that we can easily get lost. But when we learn to hear His voice, when we learn to press in, we're never going to get lost. And so let's go ahead and continue on with, uh, with Exodus here. And so as we can look at our key text here, you know, like I said, the Israelites are given here the Ten Commandments here. It's the foundation of what we are as believers. It's a, it's a very basic thing, not difficult to, to break. But God's giving the Israelites the Ten Commandments here. And so, you know, as we get to look at verse 18, um, that's where I had picked off. You see that the people are just instilled with fear. The Israelites are instilled with fear. Um, they see the, the thunder and lightning. I'm sure some of the... Uh, the baby boomers saw the Ten Commandments, so you can get that visual of what's going on there. And so the Israelites are all just trembling with fear. And so they're pleading with Moses here that they would rather, they, if, he, if he's going to talk, they're going to listen to him. They're asking, we don't want to hear from God. God's a completely different person. God's, you know, scary. We don't want fire and brimstone. We want to hear from you because, you know, we're, we're, it's just going to be a lot easier. And so, you know, oftentimes we're the same way, you know, because we can fool ourselves in thinking that it's easier to hear someone else preach the word rather than hear directly from God. You know why we think that? Because it's easy to understand. You know, it's easier to have someone else break down the word for us than it is for us to be still for a moment and read God's word ourselves. We, we want to sit down here at church. We want to say, oh, pastor, you know, it's going to take too long to figure out. And this is confusing me. Why, why don't I sit here and you, you preach the word? And then I'll probably understand what you're saying. You know, or we're too busy, you know. We can also convince ourselves maybe that even what we hear in a, in a sermon could be different from what God's already dealing with you with. But how many of you guys have run across that scenario where it's God's dealing with you in a season and then just before you know it, it's preached over this very pulpit. You're trying to escape God through someone else's ministry, through someone else's word, and God speaks through that very person with the exact thing that you're dealing with. And see, God spoke through his servant Moses, and these people would still go in their own direction. These, the Israelites wanted Moses to minister to them. The Israelites thought it was going to be easier for, the, for uh, them to follow Moses rather than God. And even with that, they got their requests, and they still went on their own way. So, you see, we must allow the Holy Spirit to bring redirection in our lives because there are three things that come when we submit to redirection. Um, I'm going to have these points right here. It's on the Bible app as well. Um, so, the first thing that redirection brings is clarity. So, as we look here in this key text here, the Israelites feared the voice of God, but they didn't fear it enough to follow the commandments that were even given. They were so awestruck and so full of trembling and fear that they didn't even listen to the very commandments God was giving them. They'd rather submit themselves to Moses for direction, a human voice, rather than the very words of God. It's coming directly from Christ 
and they can't even follow that. You see, I don't believe that the Israelites would have wandered the desert for 40 years if they had submitted themselves for redirection. You see, when we submit ourselves to redirection, God can begin to speak and bring revelation into our lives. Quite simply put, redirection brings revelation. So, first thing, like I mentioned, redirection brings clarity. When we take the moment to sit down with God, God can give us a greater understanding of what's going on. Pastor Art ministered a message a few weeks ago called Dream Big and Circle It. And so, as he mentioned in that message, you know, it'd be one thing for, to pray from one, secret, uh, one certain angle, but as you begin to circle in prayer, you get to see the whole perspective. You get to see things to pray for that you probably didn't even consider. And that's only going to happen if you're consistent with it and you allow yourself to be redirected and you allow yourself to do something different. So, once again, redirection brings what? Clarity. And the second thing that redirection brings is humility. Because let me tell you, there's nothing more humbling than admitting that you don't have all the answers, that you don't know where you're going. You know, there's always that stereotype. Husbands don't want to pull over, get directions. Their wives get in on them. And then you get lost. You know, someone jacks your car, someone takes your rims. You know, thinking about vacation. Pull them up, you know. And so it's a very humbling experience to admit, you know what, I'm sorry, babe, I'm lost. It's a big old slice of humble pie. And so the Israelites didn't heed the word of God because they were simply afraid of the power of God. You saw the word of God didn't settle in their hearts. And so as a result, you know, because they weren't listening, they didn't take to heart what God was ministering to them through the Ten Commandments. As a result, they went against the very commandment that God had given them in, verse, in Exodus chapter 32. Uh, we're not going to go into it, but as we go later into Exodus, you know, how many know the story of the golden calf? Moses is up spending time with the Lord on Mount Sinai, and the Israelites take it upon themselves that since Moses isn't here, we don't have direction, we can't, we're not relying on God for direction, you know, let's, why don't we create our own direction? Why don't we create our own idol, which, again, God told us not to, but we weren't listening because we were too afraid, and maybe we'll get some sense of direction. And so you think uh, they were afraid of God's wrath then? Oh, it got a whole lot worse. And when I was studying this, I was actually pretty surprised about how bad it got when God brought correction. And so, you know, the first thing, of course, Moses comes down. He has some words written on stone tablets. He throws them down because he's full of rage. Takes that nice, shiny little golden calf, powders it up, makes a nice little golden Kool-Aid. And uh, guess what's, uh, what's happening with their meal? Some golden calf. You're drinking a nice cold glass of golden calf. And it doesn't just stop there. Moses grabs the Levites and he asks them to come with him. Those of you who are still on the side of the Lord to come with me. And with that, God gives the commandment, go to the, back and forth on the other side of camp and kill 3,000 of your brothers, friends, and neighbors. Those of them that went and just went completely against what God intended for them. And then on top of that, a great plague comes from the Lord. And so to think, if there wasn't a sense of, if there was not, if only they had a sense of humility, then all this could have been circumvented. The Israelites were, had a great tragedy 
just a few verse, a few chapters later. And also, they continue to wander the desert for what? 40 years. And so, again, you know, um, there was just a humble of, of, of humbleness right then and there, but they didn't learn their lesson in that moment. They continued to wander in the desert. They continued to just go walk around aimlessly because they didn't submit themselves to redirection. Um, in Matthew chapter 6, verses 5 through 8, it says, When you pray, don't be like the hypocrites who love to pray publicly on street corners and in the synagogues where everyone can see them. You see, I tell you the truth. That is all the reward they will ever get. But when you pray, go away by yourself. Shut the door behind you and pray to your Father in private. Then your Father who sees everything will reward you. When you pray, don't babble on as, on, on as the Gentiles do. They think that their prayers are answered merely by repeating words again and again. Don't be like them, for your Father knows exactly what you need even before you ask Him. So, you see, when we admit ourselves, we submit ourselves to redirection, we admit that we don't have things figured out. We come to a place of humility and just asking God, you know better than I. We admit that the Lord is our compass and knows better than we do. And we admit that our actions aren't going to get the job done. We admit that I'm tired of making things happen. I'm trying to make things happen my way. Maybe it's time I need to let it happen your way. And we submit ourselves and we lay ourselves down for redirection. So again, redirection first brings what? Again. And then the second thing, redirection brings what? The redirection brings clarity and humility. And the last thing that redirection brings is purpose. So, because the Israelites did not hear the word of God when it was given to them with the Ten Commandments, they fell into sin. The scenario happened with the golden calf, amongst many other things. And again, they wandered the desert for 40 years. 40 years of walking around aimlessly, wasted time. A whole generation of believers did not get to see the promised land. The generation after them got to see that. So as a result, they did not fulfill their purpose. God did not have that intention in mind for them. God wanted that generation of believers to go into the promised land. But because of sin, because of, of uh, arrogance, they didn't get to inherit that. They didn't get to fulfill the purpose and the assignment that God had for them. I'm going to use another example. It's a little bit techy, uh, but I'm sure you guys can pick up on this. Um, if you could show that first picture right there. How many of you guys shop on Amazon? Everyone loves Amazon. You bum it off of your Thea, you know, you borrow the Prime. You know, Amazon's great. I love Amazon. I've had a Prime membership for years. Um, so if you look right here, this is the very first edition of Amazon. It doesn't look anything like how it does nowadays. Even the logo's different. You know, it's the Amazon River. And with Amazon, when it first started in 1997, all it was was books. You couldn't go there to get a TV. You couldn't go there to, uh, you know, buy some makeup or buy some toys for your niece. It was strictly books. started off as a humble bookstore. That's always it has it meant to be. Go ahead and show them what uh, it looks like now. As you can see, it's tremendously different. There's a lot more different things and functions to it. You know, you, of course, you can buy groceries from Whole Foods. You can go, you can play a movie. You can uh, order things and get it delivered the next day. There's even talk of having drones, you know, deliver yourself in 30 minutes. 
And so, you see, when you log, when throughout the years when people logged into Amazon, it went through many different phases and generations. Different things happened. And so, you know, I'm sure that many of us, when we logged into Amazon one day and then the next day when they added a new feature, you know, you're just like, you know, what's this? You know, you get put, you get immediately directed to a brand new website. Um, you see, the re the website's redone by this by companies because they want it to stay consistent with the vision of the company. You know, the old website no longer does what the company wants it to do. They have to renew it. They have to redirect the old website to the new website. They have to bring, they don't want, they want to do new things. They want to continue to stay consistent with what the company is about. Amazon continued to develop their website because they wanted to stay consistent with what Amazon's vision was. And so you see, this is the same way that God doesn't want us to continue going back to the old purposes, the same things that we've been doing from day one. God doesn't want us doing the same thing we did in 1997. God wants us to continuously have fresh anointing. God wants us to fulfill new purposes. God want, when we allow ourselves to be redirected by God, God continues to point us to our new assignments. He continues to point us to our new purpose. And if you don't redirect yourself, you're going to be doing the same thing. You're going to be limited in what God can do in you. Redirection is such a tremendous thing. And again, you know, it's allowing ourselves to admit that we don't have everything figured out, and it's not for us to have everything figured out. Again, when we allow ourselves to be redirected, it brings clarity, it brings humility, and it brings purpose. Three of the things that we need as believers. Ultimately, when we allow redirection, we allow ourselves to, to live out God's will in our lives, to have the very purpose that God has intended for us. And so I'm not here to bring a lengthy word. I'm not here to go on and on. I'm here to just be to the point because I know that just as God can minister in 45 minutes, God can minister in 15 or 20 or even in two minutes. We've had those two-minute words, those two-minute prayer hours, and God just makes you weep. And so God gave me a profound sense of redirection. Me and Desiree are in a point of our lives where we're going into a new chapter of ministering with our youth. But that wouldn't have happened if we didn't submit ourselves to redirection. We would be doing the same things that we did when we first got saved. I would be doing the same things that I would when I first started doing ministry. I'd be still behind that desk doing media. But God, that's not what God has called me to do for the rest of my life. God's called me to a greater purpose. And that in order for me to reach that purpose, I need to be listening to God. We need to be listening to God to fulfill the assignment that He's created for us. And if, once you're listening, God can take you to greater, greater glory. God continue to do tremendous things in your life if you submit yourself. So I'm just going to bring everything here to a close. And so hopefully just in these last, you know, the last days that we have here, you know, this is time that we cannot afford to waste. This is time that we can't afford to sit, sit idly or continuing being stuck in our old ways, continuously being stuck on what we think we have figured out. The theme is be still. And looking at it, you know, I don't take it as God is telling us to literally be still and stop doing everything. To be still for a moment allows you to focus on where God wants you to go. If you don't pull over and refocus and redirect yourself and get some guidance, and again, 
God can't fulfill his purpose in your life. Amen? Amen. That's all I've got. Let's all stand up.